HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. We are back with our HRN on tour coverage of Charleston Wine and Food Festival. Um, I'm Hannah Ford, and I'm really excited to sit down with our two guests. Um, I have Carrie Mori of Callie's Little Biscuits and Isaac Morton of Smithy Ironware. Um, so just a little introduction about our guests, although I'm sure our listeners who are from Charleston are familiar with both of these folks. Um, Carrie is a biscuit entrepreneur who was inspired by her mother, Callie White, who is a caterer, uh, to open her own uh, Callie's Charleston Biscuits in 2005. Um, she's been featured in Savor, Food and Wine, Oprah Magazine, and was named one of Martha Stewart's Dreamers into Doers in 2008. Um, she has a cookbook called Callie's Biscuits and Southern Traditions. Uh, and she's got locations here in Charleston and Atlanta. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And welcome to Charleston. This is my first time. I'm really excited. And then on my other side, we've got Isaac Morton, who um, was inspired to leave a career in real estate, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> to pursue yeah. uh, everything cast iron. So uh, I heard that this was inspired when you were given uh, a 120-year-old cast iron skillet as a gift. Um, and he founded Smithy Stoneware in 2015, and to this day is the company's sole craftsman. Is that right? I, I have or more craftsmen. You have more now? Okay. Yes. So yeah. maybe our information was a little it, outdated. I was the craftsman until recently. That's amazing. So, but I'm still crafting. I love it. I love it. Um, so maybe I'll start with you, Carrie. Um, tell me about what made you choose to open uh, Callie's Charleston Biscuits as your first business. Is that correct? That is correct. So I was on maternity leave with my first of three daughters back in 2004 and really was trying to figure out the struggle of how to be able to have a business but also be a mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew that I wanted to work in food. It's just been in my family forever and really had an aha moment watching my mom make biscuits that I've grown up on our whole lives and I said you know this is the beginning of a food movement I've just moved from New York and watched you know the beginnings of some food companies happening up there with uh, shipping online and I said we should figure out a way to package these biscuits and ship them and my mom Callie said you've you've lost your mind (laughs) (laughs) so it took a lot of twisting of her many all arms multiple times and finally she said I'll do it, but I'm, I'm not believing this is going to be a good idea. So uh, that was 15 years ago. 
Wow. Well, I guess I guess your mom uh, under under uh, expected the success you would have, and now she, no, her she name still, is she still she still is celebrity. like wait. I mean, are you selling those biscuits? What's happening with the company? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, mom, we are. We're, we're we're actually making a few million a year. Wow. <laughs> and selling them and. That's you know. so exciting. That's so exciting. So what is it that makes your mother's biscuit recipe so special? I, I'm assuming that's where the, the recipe originated. Yes. Uh, it is Callie's recipe. Yes. And I, you know, I think a few things make the biscuits special. But most importantly for us, it's the handmade process. So, you know, it's a little bit of a detriment to us because at certain points we can only make what we can make. Uh, but it really makes a huge difference to do it by hand. Um, and then we use really great ingredients, a fabulous southern flour. And I think that the people that are on my team really believe in the product. And it's important to really love what you do. So I would say that would be the third ingredient. Yeah, I think that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So Isaac, um, tell me about making the, the, the life-changing shift from real estate <laughs> to cast iron. What yeah. prompted that? And how did you start that journey? The recession prompted that. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, no, I'd always collected vintage cast iron. Uh, I, I, and vintage cast iron, for your listeners who may collect Griswold and Wagner brands, these are sort of iconic brands that were produced 100 years ago, 150 years ago. And they, all those skillets had a really smooth cook surface. Um, and most cast iron, modern cast iron, has a very pebbly like service. It's rough. It's not quite as approachable. Um, Sorry, you're having oh, a little... here we go. Your uh, mic's talking back to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, I, I collected these old pieces and I thought, why can't we do that? Create cast iron in a, in a vintage style today. Um, and I put a design together, uh, went and talked to probably 200 founders around the country and got kicked out of most of their offices. Um, and then we found one foundry that was really interested in the project and um, cast several parts with them and worked on polishing them sort of in, in, in our shop here in Charleston. And we haven't stopped since. So we've got two, two pieces right now, a 12-inch and a 10-inch skillet. We have an 8-inch coming uh, this summer, probably. Uh, more of like a frittata uh, omelet-like skillet, more of a chef skillet, um, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a lot of fun. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and I guess this I have a question for both of you. Um, as you're both sort of uh, food entrepreneurs who jumped into it maybe without a whole lot of background, like, do you have any advice for? you know, young or aspiring food entrepreneurs for how to start something from scratch and make it successful. I don't care. Do you want to start? I think my biggest piece of advice for somebody that's starting out in, in the food business as an entrepreneur would be, uh, don't quit your day job <laughs> and keep working two jobs as long as you can until you just absolutely can't do it anymore. You know, if you're passionate about your your product and then it will all work out but it's the the first couple of years are really rough especially when you're introducing something that may not be already in the market um, you're having to retrain you know your audience and say no this is a great thing and 
I don't know. I just think, I think it's tough, but I think that if you have that passion, it, you know, it will carry you through. Yeah. How about you, Isaac? Any um, advice? I would say don't you know, learn from failure because you're going to, you're going to stumble along, along the way and remember those lessons and improve on them. I mean, that's, there's a lot of things in life that are that way, but really deter- have a lot of determination to learn from your failure. Um, and content is like, critical. <laughs> it's really important to have wonderful photography, to have wonderful design. Um, right now, more than anything, especially with people so, you know, so much e-commerce out there, the more you can separate yourself uh, from a branding perspective and really invest in quality content, I think that's that's the most one of the other. Yeah, and how does things. how do you um, with Smithy Stone uh, Ironware? Excuse me. Um, how do you you know differentiate the the quality of the work that you're doing? You know, I think people tend to buy out of habit some of the bigger brands. Like, why why would they choose? Well, I, it's a story. I yeah. mean, I think you, you you really you want to tell your story. Um, and you want to um, stay, keep, do everything you can to sort of stay, I guess, on brand, if you will, or, or, or really um, invest in in the whole na- in the nature of the brand um, and really believe in it. Um, I would say. So. Yeah, I feel like cast iron, especially, it has such a personality and. You have to like give it exactly what it needs and take care of it really carefully. I know the internet is awash with videos for how to care for your cast iron products. Oh, yeah. you, what's your secret? You know, it's there's so there's a lot of mythology out there about how to care for cast iron. It's really that's the in simple terms, keep it keep an even layer of oil on its surface, a light layer of oil on its surface. Don't be afraid to to scratch off charred food remnants um, and just naturally let your seasoning layer, if you will, build up in a really light, uniform fashion. Um, I think people get really, really, uh, they get really caught up in seasoning, really caught up in seasoning. It's not quite as important, in my opinion, for a polished cast iron skillet. Seasoning is just there to protect your cast iron more than anything. So it's like paint on your house. Um, it's it's just a layer to protect you from rust. So just have a nice light layer of of oil and um, keep it dry and don't put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, keep the rust away. Yeah. Um, so Carrie, the first time that I tasted Callie's Little Biscuits was in New York, of all places. Ah, nice. Um, and I know, I, I guess I'm curious, what is it that you love about uh, the food scene in Charleston. I mean, we saw a line out the door of (laughs) Cali's Charleston Biscuits this morning. So what is it about the food culture here that's special? Well, I mean, I I really need to thank the people of Charleston, I guess, for that line out the door. So I would say that, you know, we have a very hungry crowd here that is incredibly interested in really good food. So that keeps me in business and so I'm very appreciative for that and love that we have so many new food ideas entrepreneurs coming in starting things 
We have a great opportunity at the workshop to give people, you know, a little taste as to what it would be like if you open this new concept and then hopefully it blossoms into something else. So I just think that it's a little bit of a melting pot and a great um, a place for you to come and try your your dream out, which is not really the case in a lot of other cities. So I just I think that it's the perfect setting for anybody who really has always had that culinary dream and they want to, you know, try it out on us. And and we are all the 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 people of Charleston are all ready and willing to kind of dig into their to their dreams. So. Yeah, it seems like it's yeah. ex- an exciting place to be. Um, I guess I'd ask you the same question, Isaac. What, what do you, how do you find um, running a, a food business in Charleston, and, and how does this market, um, I feel like everyone is very invested in their food culture. They are, and that's, I mean, that's, it's a really important, it's sort of an intangible uh, value that you get from just being here, uh, because you have, you have a city that's, it's, I mean, it's not just a beautiful place to be, but it's also from a culinary perspective, really growing. I mean, I know when I moved here probably 12 years ago, it wasn't what it is today. No, like nowhere close. And it's incredible how it's how it's come over that period of time. So the wind is at our back, figuratively and literally. <laughs> it's um, also very li- windy living here. Right? Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great place to have such a supportive. Uh, community. Excellent. And you're showing um, here at Charleston Wine and Food in the Artisan. We're in the Artisan Market. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And has, how's the show been for you? Oh, it's been great. Awesome. Yeah, we, we just did it last year for the first time. And um, yeah, this year's been terrific. I, I feel like there's more people this year than last year. And there were a lot of people last year. So yeah. Excellent. And uh, Carrie, what's next for Callie's Little Biscuits? It seems like... Are exciting things in the future for us? I don't know. Do you have a spot for me in New York? I mean, <laughs> as they like to say, the rent is too damn high. It is so but high. I think that. Thank you, David. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think I think New York is definitely ready for some good Southern food. I think that's kind of a void. Uh, are some of those like? you know, quality biscuits. Um, so, so yeah, I'm ready for you. Well, I'm ready for New York. I mean, maybe I'm not quite ready for New York, but it's definitely on the list. And, you know, I don't know exactly what is next, but I know that there is something. And I kind of like the unknown and the element of surprise as to what's going to come next. So I'm just as excited as hopefully you are to see what it is. I don't Excellent. know. Excellent. Um, and Isaac, where can our listeners find Smithy Ironware out in the market? We are we're in about forty six to sixty uh, retailers around the country. So, um, do you have a list on your website? I we do have a list. Awesome. There's a list on our website at smithyironware.com. You can find us on our website at smithyironware.com. Um, Food fifty two. Oh, nice. Taste made uh, Southern Kitchen or some other uh, online. Areas where you can find us, but um, yeah, we're we're in about I think twenty five, thirty states right now. So excellent. Yeah. And um, are there uh, any restaurants in Charleston that you can call out that use your your products? Um, yes, Brooks Reeds at um, at uh, Leon's. They, they have and and at his new restaurant, they've got uh, they've got some Smithies there. So. I love it. Yeah. 
And Carrie, where can our listeners find more information about Callie's Little Biscuits or get some for themselves? Well, you can. Uh, we have about 400 retailers across the country where you can get them in the freezer section. And then our pimento cheese is sold at all the Whole Foods in the Northeast. So you can get pimento cheese when you go home. Yes. Uh, and we ship uh, direct, so we ship online, but we have a full list of all of our retailers. And then, of course, when you come to Charleston, we have two hot little biscuit bake shops here in Charleston and one in Atlanta in the Virginia Highlands area. Excellent. So, Excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I think we have some biscuits waiting for us. Oh, yeah. I brought you some. Which I'm very excited about. A hot okay. dozen of yes, the well, different flavors. <laughs> Thank you so much to Carrie Mori of Kelly's. Uh, Callie's Hot Little Biscuits and Isaac Morton from Smithy Ironware. We are Heritage Radio Network, a member-supported radio network out of Brooklyn and this weekend out of Charleston. Uh, you can find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, uh, Springer Mountain Farms, Big Green Egg, the Julia Child Foundation, and Wisconsin Cheese for allowing our coverage of Charleston wine and food to happen. So. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks for having us. Thank you.